to dwell together in unity. Behold how good and how pleasant it is. And, and that's about as far as we got last week or last time we did a podcast. And uh, we're going to go on to talking about the precious oil on the beard. And um, we're just going to go over a few things. It's Aaron Hood here with the voice of my bride, the voice of the Bridegroom podcast. Got Braden Waller here. And uh, we're going to try and get a little further into this chapter than we did last time. Um, pontificating. I, I just really want that we really want that word. Braden was teaching me that word. And I think it's a good one. You know, someone just goes on and on and on. They're pontificating on something. So it's a, a new word for me. And I just thought I'd share that with you. And uh, so <laughs> we're going to go on to verse two. We're in Psalm 133 of the Psalms of Ascent. You can find all this info, you know, we've been doing podcasts on this for a little while now. And um, the Psalm of Ascent book by Braden wrote all this down. It's got it in a book. You can find that at loveandpurity.com. And uh, you can get that for your very own for a special. <laughs> um, and it's a great little gift. I mean, it's a great little book. Um, phenomenal. And so you can get that. I want to mention real quick, we have a, a women's retreat coming up in yes. November. Yes. Uh, I got Sukkot also. Uh, they're going to be hosting that here. Um, if you're not got some, if you don't have anywhere to go and you're looking for somewhere to go, come out with us here at Love and Purity and, and celebrate Sukkot. And then the women's conference will be a weekend thing. Um, we'll have Nancy Campbell coming out and that's going to be a fantastic time of just, uh, edifying, um, the ladies in our lives and, um, making sure that they're, uh, well watered. And, uh, so, um, Holly, I think that's all the uh, announcements and stuff. We're just going to dive into it. And so the precious oil, what, what we get, what do we know about the precious oil? Yeah, so the rest of this chapter is d describing these blessings uh, of unity, uh. the unity of the brethren. So, yeah, last time Aaron and I talked about this, we just got stuck on verse 1. <laughs> we just couldn't get past verse 1. Just the beauty, the glory of brethren dwelling together in unity. And now verse 2 is saying this is what it's like. Mm. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. And you, we think of getting anointed with oil. Oftentimes, you just think of you know a little smear, a couple drops, you know, yeah. just a little smear <laughs> in the forehead. This is a dousing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a dousing, it, covering. And it reminds me of when Mary anoints Yeshua. Mm. You know, it pours it on his head. It runs down. Yeah. On his body, because uh, it was a large amount of oil. Yeah. It was about a pint of oil because John actually gives us the amount. Wow. About a pint of oil just poured over him, just dripping down him. <laughs> and so here we have Aaron, the high priest that's anointed with oil. And then we have Yeshua, the great mm. high priest, right. anointed with oil. He's the one that is able to bring unity mm. to the body. As we look to him, we get distracted by looking at each other too much, our problems, our differences. We won't see unity. But as we look to the anointed high priest, he's the one mm. you know that is going to be able to bring that unity to us. Right. And we're going to get more of his heart for that unity. Yeah, I'm thinking even, you know, the, the, the word Messiah comes from the Hebrew word Mashiach, which, right. which means anointed. Right. Like that, that's like when they were calling him Messiah in biblical time, they were saying the anointed one, like that was um, implying kingship, that he had right. been anointed as David, you know, and, and the scriptures and all the prophecies talk about, you know, on the throne of David to order it and to establish it, you know, right. this time forever. And that was the idea, and they were, were giving that to him. They were, you know, that Hosanna time, you know, when they were, he was going into the, the holy city, Jerusalem, and they were calling out Hosanna, you know, blessed is the king who comes. You know, they were saying he was the Messiah. You know, there was going to be that. They were, you know, they were getting excited for that anointing um, that was coming. And so, the, like the precious oil, that anointing, it really, there's a great, um, 
not too long ago, uh, the last king of uh, um, England actually was anointed. There was an anointing in his oh, ceremony, wow. his coronation. Wow. But it was like private. Like everything else was all in the open. And then like when they did the anointing, they brought these like uh, panels and like enclosed him and the the Archbishop of Canterbury or something. Uh, please <laughs> forgive me if, if that matters to you and I said it wrong. But it was just really unique, you know, to, to they had a... a private ceremony in the midst of this giant church where the anointing took place wow like it was it was a pretty wild deal but it's a big it's a it's a real thing you know it's a real important thing there's this something you know it's, it's all symbolic yes you know but there's something that's very that's actually happening i feel like you know in the spiritual realm when the, that an anointing is taking place right one of the things i want to point out about this verse is that the oil is always running down mm-hmm. it's going it starts out in the head and it goes down and i just like to visualize that and just I believe that there's a place of anointing for us as we get low, as mm-hmm. we humble ourselves before the Lord. There's because the oil is looking for that low place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's always going down, mm-hmm. and as we humble ourselves, we can just get some of that oil on us. I pray. Right. Yeah. I think you know. I'm thinking about most of the anointing ceremonies. You know, they had them kneel. Like there was this right. kneeling before the anointing could take place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they never anointed them while they were standing up. You know, they, they had to kneel before a prophet or right. or the one that was anointing them. There was a place of humility that had to be attained first before the anointing could come. Right. And, you know, Yeshua did that. You know, he had made himself lower, you know, a little lower than the angels, you know, humbled yep. himself only to be exalted. And he was a, a great example of that. Right. So going on, I want to look at the composition of this oil. So we see this in Exodus 30, verse 22 through 24. This is the oil that was used to anoint the priest. Mm. And so it says, Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hint of olive oil. So all this is mixed together, and and this is the anointing oil for the, for the priest. And so I, as we're reading this chapter about the oil that's being put on Aaron, this, this is it. This is the mm. composition. So one of the primary ingredients of this oil is the myrrh. And I just want to think about this for a little bit. Myrrh, even the way that it's made, so the trees would be cut, and then the sap would come out of the slices. And so myrrh is a symbol of suffering. Mm. Uh, so that these myrrh trees are cut open, and the, the sap comes out, and that's how they get the myrrh. And so there's this, even for the tree, there's like this symbolism of Cutting a painting, yeah, from this wounding of the tree, you get the myrrh. And so throughout the scripture, we see myrrh being the symbol of suffering. Mm. And one of the things that uh, if you read much about the persecuted church, there's a much greater unity among them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whenever there's outside pressures and this just this this strain that happens in the body, then it, it a lot of times has this unifying effect. So this, we had this guy come up and visit our campus in Harbor Hob and uh, Andrew White. And he, so he was really involved with a lot of the believers in the Middle East. And he said that when ISIS really started cracking down on the believers, he said all the discussions about the denominations, everything just totally stopped. And so we just, we see this over and over again, that when persecution hits, that there's this myrrh element, this, this suffering that happens. And then this oil of unity is poured out. And so not that you know any of us are, I think are really looking forward to to persecution, mm. but there is this blessing, right, of the of the oil of anointing, this uh, oil of unity, right? Yeah, <clears throat> you know it, there is a a certain um, level of relationship that can only really come through enduring something hard together. You know, I think you know when 
when a couple, you know, the newly married stage is, is sweet, you know, but like then there's like the experience of time, you know, the 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 hardships of life um, that really draw two people really in a strong bond together. And when they've been through things um, to where, you know, that, that relationship is in a much more unshakable place. Right. And um, I don't necessarily know why <laughs> that that is, but I know that that's the fact. You know, I, I could I really believe and testify that, that hardships strengthen relationships. Yes. Um, because, you know, we've all heard about the fair-weathered friends. You know, a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> yeah. And those um, adversities, you know, they bring us to it. You know, it's, it's like um, exercise. You know, you put your body under stress and you then it becomes in a stronger place, you know. And I think that's really a, um, a truth. It's a solid truth. Yes. And then just seeing this scripture here too, just emphasizing this whole idea that myrrh is connected to suffering. We have John nineteen thirty nine. It says, And Nicodemus, who at first came to Yeshua by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 100 pounds. So here even this mixture of spices mm. that you know Yeshua is buried with is, right. is myrrh. It's the symbol of sacrifice, suffering. And this is where we see unity being birthed out of. Mm. Story here from Richard Wormbrand. I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with him. He's the guy who started the Voice of the Martyrs ministry. But he has this story that uh, I, I just saw this interview with him. He's like 80 years old. And he told the story. He said, this is one of the, my favorite stories from my entire life. But uh, I'm just going to read it here. It says, uh, he was in a filthy cell with 80 other prisoners when an argument between some well-educated atheist and, and a simple man of faith began. The simple man stated that, Jesus walked with him. His antagonist replied that he was crazy, reasoning that a man who lived 2,000 years ago could not possibly walk with someone today. I don't know how to explain it, the simple man said. I just know that he walks with me. Next, the simple man said that Jesus talked with him too. The atheists considered this foolishness. They argued, even if Jesus is still alive, how can he talk to you since he is not in the world now, but far away in heaven? The simple man answered, I don't know how to explain it. I just know that he talks to me and sometimes even smiles at me. To these philosophers, this was the height of absurdity, prompting one of them to mockingly ask, what did it look like when he smiled at you? At this point, according to Richard, who was observing the whole scene, the simple man smiled in a way that lit up the whole room with a supernatural light. Taken aback, the atheist could only say, you have seen Jesus smile. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Amazing. yeah, just... Wow, the, the, those stories are priceless. Yeah, you know this because yeah. at a certain point they're reasoning. They just, they couldn't wrap their their intellectual minds around this idea that Jesus could walk and talk with somebody, mm -hmm. or much less smile at them. <laughs> right. But but the joy, the joy that this guy had in this filthy conditions. But Richard Wormbrand said that story just was one of the favorite memories of of his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So moving on to verse three. It says it is like it. So it's going on just explaining what this unity is like. So we've got the oil, just the blessing of the oil. And now we're looking at it's like dew. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So I just want to talk about dew for a little bit. So rain can sometimes be destructive. You know, we've got the rains, the flood. We see mm. rains, you know, flooding out cities. Dew is always a blessing. Mm. Unity of the brethren is always a blessing. It's it's always when you're united around the word of God mm -hmm. and around the son of God. There's it's always a blessing. And so just like the dew, it's it's bringing this gentle 
blessing. You you wake up, you see the dew on the uh, on the plants, and there's just this. It's it's beautiful in Israel. Actually, they really depend on the dew. Mm. Whereas here, we look at the dew and just go, oh, you know, just it's a kind of an extra thing, and we don't really think about it. But there in Israel, the dew you can have these juicy ripe figs at the end of summer when it hasn't rained all summer. <laughs> but the, but these fig trees are absorbing the dew yeah. through the, their leaves. And it's amazing because here in the United States, you would never think of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if it hadn't rained for three months, everything's going to be dead. Right. You know, but Israel is like not rain for three or four months. And yet you've got these juicy, they haven't been irrigated at all. Right. They're just absorbing the dew at night. Mm. And so amazing the, uh, the power or the blessing that the dew dew can bring. Mm. Uh, Mount Hermon is talking about the dew on the mount, mountain of Hermon. And this is the highest mountain in Israel, and it's known for its heavy dewfall. Mm. So it's, it's saying this, it's like, this unity is like the dew of Mount Hermon. It, it's, it's a heavy dew. It's a, it's a real blessing that comes down. And yeah, there's, when it's referring to the, the dew of Mount Hermon, it's saying there's a lot of this dew. Yeah. Like when, it, when there's this unity of the brethren, there's going to be a lot of this precious oil, a lot of this dew that is uh, just bringing refreshing. And uh, I just want to testify to that, that when the efforts that I've seen towards, you know, walking together in unity, there is a refreshing in it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it may be difficult to really see it, uh, to, to have vision for it at times, but I believe that there is a refreshing place. There's a place where, as Paul talks about, every member is ministering to the other one. And we need we need each other, basically. And right. so that we get we get encouraged in our faith and we get refreshed as we are able to fellowship and unite together. Mm, amen, yeah. Last thought on this psalm. Uh, this psalm is a perfect setup, and I may have mentioned this in the past podcast, but it's a perfect setup for the next one where our high priest is bringing us right into the presence of God. Mm. So we have the the picture here in Psalm 133 of the anointed high priest. He's uniting the people of God, and now it's almost as if, okay, we're ready for the next step. Mm-hmm. We're going to go right into the presence of God as a united people right. into the house of God to worship. Yeah. And so I just, I love this journey that the <laughs> Psalms of Ascent pictures, and I just feel like it's so significant, mm. that even the placement of these Psalms. Right. Unity, and then into the very, the only Psalm of Ascent that talks about being in the immediate house of God, mm-hmm. in the immediate presence of God, it happens right after this place of coming to unity. Wow. It's, you know, it, it, it's such a um, progression and it's such a, a beautiful thing to watch, you know, that as we attempt at it, you know, the idea of what to what level, you know, are we rubbing shoulders with our fellow brothers? You know, is it, you know, like a casual relationship or, or is it a, um, you know, I, we, we see each other once a week or is it like, is it a real, you know, my dad was a part of a church a long time ago called Praise Center. It really inf- impacted his life where they... I mean, they really spent a lot of time. They hung out at each other's houses, you know, and their that w- their church was their social life. Like that right. was who they hung out with. They, you know, roofed houses for each other. They did work projects together, and uh, just really was such a, a a precious time in his life. Foundational, really, in, in his faith with the Lord. And um, so, I, I think it, it's supposed to be like that, you know. And there, we can be tempted to um, be disconnected, you know, from those around us. Um, to kind of spare ourselves from the uh, drama of, of some of the of the things that come up, you know, and um, we're you know it's, it's not easy, you know, to to make a living in this world you know, at this point in this time in the world with a lot of you know just economic difficulties, inflation, and things that are out there, and, and so we're 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 tired, you know, we get tired. <laughs> but um, Braden was sharing this um, 
this, uh, just this Shabbat yesterday, I guess it was, we're doing this on Sunday. Um, but, uh, he just shared that, you know, pursuing, um, Christ is, is the highest. Like if, if we can't do that and work, then, you know, then we got to figure out a different way to, you know, to provide for ourselves, you know, like it, it can't, we can't chop out and give Christ less and less of our life because, you know, um, I, it reminds me of uh, Brother Yoon, you know, how he was in this, uh, I think, a work camp of some sort, and he was working like 18 hours a day. And uh, and so he was sleeping like only six hours or something like that. And then he decided that his relationship with the Lord was so cold that he needed to get up an hour earlier <laughs> for prayer. You know, and and he's in he's in this prison camp because of his faith in Christ, and he said that that hour, because he, he did, of course, you know, him being Chinese, I don't know if it's Chinese or what, but they're just radical people, <laughs> right? But an hour of prayer, and so he would get up, he sacrificed an hour of six hours, you know, at a forced labor camp, and it it changed everything, his whole countenance and his whole, um, he was actually, um looked upon with favor and got a different job and was able to actually minister to different people and, and had a much easier than all the other, just, I think that, you know, we can get into that place of laboring and trying to accomplish and, and it's a, a slavery to something that we really don't need to be slaves to, you know, we got to try and, and, and find the Lord's peace where we are provided for. He provides for us, give him that, that he will provide for us. And um, make that time, make that the priority of your life. But we'd love to hear from you, really. Um, if you have anything, because uh, we're drawing near to the end uh, of the Psalms of Ascent, you know, if you have something that you have questions about or you'd like us to do a podcast about um, to get us, you know, in the Word, then, you know, send us something. Um, Braden, what's a good uh, email or is email? Yeah, Braden.waller at gmail.com. All right. You can send Braden an email, you know, just with questions, and we'll try and. Uh, talk about the things that are on your mind, you know, and, and to really minister to you. That's our heart with it, all of this. And, um, would love to hear from y'all blessings to all of you. And, um, may the Lord, uh, answer us on the day that we call. So this Amen. is the voice of a beloved podcast. May you have the precious oil running down on the head and, uh, blessings voice of the bride, bridegroom podcast, where we believe that hearing and knowing the voice of the bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joy filled life. Shalom. Together in unity, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell. Together in unity, it is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of our own. It is like the precious oil upon the head. Running down on the beard, the beard of our own. Running down on the edge of his garments, it is like the dew.